You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Eighteen, and David, if you could bring that up. Uh, I'm looking at the notes on my phone, and it is very small, and so I forgot my iPad. Thank you. Uh, anyway, that was sort of a backup there. John chapter 18, and look with me at verse number 10, our text again. The Bible says, Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into the sheath. Notice this next phrase. The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? The cup that my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Here we are in the Lord's final hours. We're not talking about just Passover week. We're not just talking about the, uh, the week of the Passion. We are now in midnight hours. The Lord has already prayed in Gethsemane. The mob has come. And now the Lord is faced with those that are going to take him. And the process of the crucifixion will begin. Just mere hours, and the Lord will endure all that Calvary had to offer. All the persecution, all the abuse, the rejection, everything that was going to come his way, it was summed up in the term of a cup back that up a little bit. Somebody said it was going to fall. It might, or I might, one of the two. A cup. A cup is meant to drink from. And here the Lord said that the cup that my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? When we go back, take your Bibles, go to Matthew. And we're going to look at some scripture here when Jesus, he was, he was going to pray that this was going to pass. Matthew chapter 26. And look with me at verse 36. Matthew 26 and verse 36. The Bible says, Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh my father, if it be possible... Let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. 
The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went again, away again the second time and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. The Savior had a cup, and in that cup was the bitterness of all that salvation was going to take. All that he was going to have to endure. All the sin that he was not only going to take on his back, but he was going to become sin for us. He who knew no sin was going to become sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And there was a cup that had all of the, the bitterness of sin, all of the injury and the brokenness that sin brings, all of the weight, the filth that was there. And it was summed up in a cup. And the Lord prayed and asked the Father, let this cup pass for me. But then later he said, if this cup cannot pass for me, thy will be done. This morning when we look into our own lives, we find that there are some bitter things that are in our lives. There are some things that our life's journey brings into our path that we would never choose. Has somebody ever given you something to drink that you despised? I'm sorry, coffee? Yes, Deb hates coffee. I'm still waiting for her to get saved. Uh, and, and with that, uh, if uh, we'll go... We'll go to Starbucks, grab a drink or something, and, and she'll ask for a steamer, a vanilla steamer or something, and it's got uh, low-fat, non-fat, no-fat, anything, no-flavor uh, steamer. And she'll, she'll ask for that, and then we'll, get, we'll leave, and then she'll take one tiny sip, and she's like, ugh, there's coffee in here. And it's like, how's there coffee in there? It was just supposed to be milk. And uh, anyway, she does not like coffee. Has anybody ever seen one of those? What's that? Uh, uh, the mother. What, what do they call that? The uh, that drink that they they have. I'm sorry. Kabuchin. Yeah, kabuchin. Uh, has anybody ever seen that? Kab kabucha, kabuchin, whatever it is. Uh, I've seen them on the countertops. And in a big gallon jar, and it's just this big blob of nastiness. And then they want you to drink it? Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. There are some things that aren't going in my mouth. That's one of them. They say it's good for you. Yeah, okay, just keep telling yourself that, and that's why you're sick. Uh, and the people that are sick are the ones that drink that stuff. <laughs> uh, and so anyway you know they the cup that's there there are some things that we look at and say i would never choose 
put that to my lips. I would never choose to bring this into my, to my lips. It would not be palatable. It would not be enjoyable. You know, life brings all kinds of things into our path. And just like the Lord was there in Gethsemane, and he was submitting to the Father's will by embracing the fact that God had a plan with him to receive that cup. This morning, I want to, I want to preach to you on the subject, what's in your cup? What's in the cup that God has for you to drink? What's in the cup that the Father has prepared and it's going to be something that it might be a bitter cup. There might be some suffering. There might be some injury. There might be some things. And we're going to look at several things this morning. But let me tell you, uh, God has a cup in your life and in my life there are things that we are going to look at and say, God, I don't like this. God, I don't want this. But just like Christ submitted to drink of that bitter cup, you and I have to choose to do the same. Over and over again, I have watched as burdens have come into Christians' lives. And people have decided that they're not going to drink of that cup. And they have run. They have scattered. In an effort to avoid a cup, that you can't avoid. What's in your cup? Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. I pray that you'd help me to help these people. Lord, I love these people. And Lord, as I look around and as I pray, I see so many that are going through so much. I pray that this message would, would just help. I pray that you would help us as believers to be able to come to a place where we trust you. And so I pray that you'd help this message to be able to be conveyed in a way that we would receive it. And Lord, to be able to grow and to be able to see your working in our lives. So bless now, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. What's in your cup? You know, when we look at this bitter cup, we would like that cup to pass from us, just like Christ when he said, let this, this cup pass from me. But there are some bitter things in the Lord's cup, and there are some bitter things that are in our cup. And I want to just address us a few of these uh, bitter cups and some of the things that we find in our own life, and then what do we do? How do we navigate through them? Uh, so what's in your cup uh, this morning? Uh, what's in your cup? 
Is loss in your cup? Is loss in your cup? Uh, maybe that loss is a loss of death, and, and, and that loss is uh, the loss of a, uh, of a loved one, a mate. Uh, maybe you've lost your, uh, your husband or your wife. Uh, maybe uh, you're like a Naomi who has said goodbye to her husband, uh, and, and there is that loss. Maybe you're like that Anna uh, who was a, she was a, uh, a widow uh, for 80 86 years, 86 years, uh, just an unbelievable, uh, um, 84 years, she was a widow. Uh, and here uh, in Luke chapter 2, we, we, we see about uh, this woman and how this godly woman, uh, she, she was from the age of about 19 or 20 years old, she was a widow till she was 103 or 4. Unbelievable. That's a long time of loneliness. That's a long time of, of not having someone by your side. And, uh, and maybe uh, it's a loss of a husband or a loss of her wife. Uh, maybe it's a loss of a child. Think about Naomi and her losing her adult sons, uh, Malan and Chilean. And uh, think about David, whose son Absalom had rebelled against him and, and he lost uh, his son and his life was taken. Uh, there are some, some hurts that come in life. There are some things that are in that cup that, uh, that we cannot control. But it's in our cup. Maybe it's a, that loss that's there. Maybe it's the loss of ever having a husband or a wife. Maybe it is that, that single life, and maybe God has, ha, has ordained it that you would not have someone uh, to, to walk along your side except the Lord, and he would be the one that would fill that slot. Uh, maybe it is a child uh, that, uh, uh, that, is, uh, that you lose, and maybe it could be a loss and a miscarriage. Maybe it could be a loss loss of uh, a child just being lost uh, shortly after birth or uh, just at a young age. I think about Matthew chapter 2, and we're not going to go there for time's sake, but when we look at that passage of Scripture, we see how, how the, the, uh, uh, the land, the mothers were crying because they could not be contained. Uh, they could not be comforted. Why? Because uh, Herod had all the children two years and old uh, and below, all the little boys had every one of them murdered when he was trying to kill the Savior. We, we think about the hurt. I think about all those families, that unbelievable hurt that they had experienced, the cries that went up. And what was it? It was a loss in their life. You know, loss is hard. But loss is going to be in every one of our cups. And it will maybe be a loss of a child or a sibling. It might be a loss of a mate. Uh, it might be the loss of, uh, of a child. Uh, it might be the loss of a parent. But loss is something that we face. And, uh, and that, uh, that cup, uh, that cup, it's bitter. Uh, I am so thankful that one day uh, death is going to be cast into hell. There will be no more death. 
Uh, that last enemy is going to be destroyed. Uh, and so we see some things that are in that cup. We see losses in that cup. We see broken relationships are in that cup. And this morning, I am not bringing this up to bring up hurt. I'm bringing this up because it's in the cup. And for some, those broken relationships, it is your lot. Sometimes those broken relationships are self-inflicted. And we had our own personal failures. But sometimes those broken relationships are the result of somebody else's actions. But it doesn't mean that it's any easier to swallow. It doesn't make that cup any easier. Maybe a marriage that didn't uh, work. It was broken vows and infidelity. Maybe there was that broken trust and betrayal. When two become one, there is no way for there to be a divorce, a separation without a lot of injury. It's not a surgical separation. Not that surgery is painless. It's always ugly. You see, maybe those broken relationships, maybe it's a broken relationship of a husband and wife. Maybe it's a broken relationship of parent and child. And those hurts of the parent wanting that relationship with the child or the child wanting that relationship with the parent. Sometimes it's an absent relationship that has never, has never been and a desire for a relationship to be there. It's a bitter cup. It's something that we don't want to drink out of. It's something that we don't want to accept. It's something that we don't want to embrace. And those broken relationships. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, we, we see just the hurt uh, that's there. It's a burden and it's a hurt and it's a sorrow and, uh, and it's a bitter drink to swallow. Uh, maybe, maybe it's financial pressures. Maybe there's been a financial reversal. Maybe there has been a bankruptcy Maybe there has just never been the opportunity to even catch up, let alone get ahead. And it's a burden. And it's a struggle. And it's a fight. And it's part of that bitter cup that you're embracing or that you're holding. Maybe you're holding that cup saying, God, I don't want that cup. God, I'm not going to take that cup. I'm not going to sip of that cup. I am not going to drink it. Uh, and and, and that, those hurts, maybe there's a job loss or a career that has failed or has gone away. Uh, maybe it's health issues. As I look around, there are so many 
that are facing so much. And they're holding a cup that they don't want to hold. They have a cup that has some things in it that they don't want. It was never designed to be in their life. Cancer, biopsies, tests, the waiting. It's part of that bitter cup. Maybe it's leukemia. And as I have a list here this morning, every one of the things that I'm going to mention are are addressed by people or experienced by people sitting here this morning. And many more. Cancer, leukemia, dementia, rheumatoid arthritis, heart issues, seizures, Crohn's disease. Many are dealing with unknown diagnoses that there are very real health issues without a name to them, without a treatment of them, without even an idea of where we go from here or what it looks like. Intestinal and digestive uh, diseases and issues that have created many uh, surgeries and pain and uh, lung and breathing uh, issues and COPD and cystic fibrosis and diabetes, mental handicaps and illnesses, physical handicaps of every sort, old, young, infertility, over and over and over again. There are people that are holding a cup that has some things in it in their life that they don't want. Some things that they would just as soon let pass from them. Things that we come before the Lord like Paul did. He said, I sought the Lord thrice. And God chose not to take that thorn in the flesh away. What was it? It was a bitter cup that he was meant not only to carry, but to drink from. You know, when you are drinking something, you're doing more than just tasting it. You are embracing it. You are going to process whatever was in that cup. Have you ever had somebody tell you, take this, it's good for you? It might not taste good. Moms, you hand out that medicine and it's on that, it's on that spoon and you tell your kids, just, just take it. It'll make you feel better. And they don't like it. Deb hates cherry anything. 
cherry medicine to her is like over the top. It's comical. It's like watching a little kid. <laughs> it's like, just take it. Ooh, plugging her nose. I mean, it is, it is so funny. But you know what? That's how we are with God. There are some, aren't you glad that the Lord took that bitter cup? You see, we, we were the recipients of the benefits of him being willing to embrace what the Father's cup had for him. And it was not enjoyable, and it was not pleasant, and it was not painless. But as the Lord embraced what the Father had for him, there were others, the entire world, who had made opportunity of a gift of salvation. Had he rejected that cup, we would be lost in our sins. And there's something that God can use that cup for in our life. There is something that he has a plan. God is, God is not up in heaven saying, oh, what can I do next? God has a sovereign plan for each and every one of us. So what's in our cup this morning? Uh, what are we going to do uh, it, with, with the cup that God has prepared for us? Uh, and so uh, when the Lord was in the garden, he, he, he prayed and he said, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And then he went again the second time and prayed saying, oh, Father, if this cup not, may not pass away from me, except I drink it, not I will be done. Jesus now has left that place of prayer and now that mob has come to his, his, his uh, right before him. And now as he's looking at that mob and as they're coming in darkness with lanterns and torches and weapons, they're coming against the Savior and the Lord here, he responds to them. Uh, and, and as he is, he's coming, uh, Peter, he grabs the sword and he pulls it out. Uh, and I've had people tell me, well, pastor, you know, we shouldn't be our arms, you know, that's not Christian. Well, let's see, Peter was with Jesus for three and a half years, and he had a sword the whole time. Well, come on now. Uh, that was free. And so, anyway, uh, Peter here, he was, he was there, he grabs his sword, and he swings that sword, uh, and he was aiming for Malchus's ear. No, he wasn't aiming for Malchus's ear. He was a fisherman. He wasn't a swordsman. Uh, and so uh, he was, he was uh, seeing the enemy of the Lord come, and he was going to take him out. And he swings that sword, and he cuts Malchus's ear off. You know, the Bible says that the Lord touched Malchus and healed him. The Bible doesn't say anything about finding an ear. The Lord didn't have to get down on the dirt and try to find where it was at. He didn't have to clean it all off. All he had to do was touch him. Pretty awesome. But here, Peter, now he, he goes to cut off, he cuts this man's ear off, and the Lord says, put up your, put up your sword. He said, in verse number 11, he said, the cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? He went from a place of prayer saying, let it pass from me, to a place that I'm taking what the father has given me. I'm going to swallow, I am going to drink from that cup. 
It may be bitter, and it may be unpleasant, and it may be hurtful, and it may bring sorrow, and it may bring all that uh, he did not want to, to have in his life. But he said, shall I not drink it? And if the Lord himself was willing to drink of the cup that the Father has given him, how much more should we be willing to accept the cup that the Father has for us? Shall I not drink it? So how do, we, how do we process through this? First of all, realize, number one, it's not all bitter. It's not all bitter. You know, God has given us a whole lot more than a bitter cup. Though there are times, there are, there are things that we are going to, to have to endure that are hurtful. For the most part, that's not the case. God, God's been good. The so songwriter wrote, God's been good in my life. And you know, God has been good in our life. And the blessings that we have, and we have many blessings. There may be a cup, and there may be some things that are bitter, and there may be some things that, are, that we don't want to embrace or take, uh, but, but it's not all bitter. When we are in a season where it's time to drink of that cup, sometimes that's all we see. And if we're not careful... We will allow the devil to convince us that a loving God would never have that for us. God's loving, and he's been, he has expressed his love to me so many times. He does so over and over and over again. So how should we uh, look at this bitter cup in our life? Realize that it's not all bitter. Secondly, Realize that it's a cup the Father has given to us. It's a cup that the Father has given to us. Does the Lord love you? Well, it's quiet right there. Does the Lord love you? He does. And when that, that cup is in our hand and when it is our time to drink of that cup, remind yourself, the Father loves you. When you're in that hospital bed and you don't have any hope, when you're facing that, that loss, saying goodbye to someone you love, when that health has gone and the problems of life are in your front door and they are right there in your hands and it's your bitter cup that you are having to drink at that moment. Let me tell you something. Remember that the Father loves you. He's the one that gave you the cup. 
He knows exactly what he's trying to accomplish. God knew what he was giving Christ. He knew what was in that cup, and he knew what was going to come out of it. And though we might not see any good, and we might not see how this could bring glory or honor to his name, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, uh, we've just got to realize that it's the cup that the Father has given to us. Uh, And then thirdly, we have to trust the one who gave us the cup. Just trust him. Lord, I don't get it. Let me tell you, I still think I'm a young man. I think it here, I don't feel it. But I, there have been times where I thought, God, how can this be good? Hurts disappointments, brokenness in my own life and in the life of people that I love. And I wonder, God, how can this work together for good? But years later, you look back and you see how God did take and he did work and he did receive glory. We've got to trust him. The just shall live by faith. Faith is trust. Boy, it's a lot easier to walk by sight. It'd be a lot easier if the cup was only filled sort of like at a smorgasbord. You ever go to one of those all-you-can-eat smorgasbords? And you go in and you think, this plate isn't big enough. And you look around and you see all kinds of things. And you start putting them on your plate. And then other things, you're running out of space. Say, okay, I'm going to have to come back and get some of that. And then some of the things that look so good, you put it on your plate, you put it in your mouth, and they, ugh, I'm getting something else. You know, if we could only fill that cup with what was appealing to us, we wouldn't put anything bitter in it. But the Father has a plan. And in that plan, he wants to accomplish something in our life, and we've got to trust him. Uh, and Paul, he had that thorn in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. You see, we have to trust the one who gave us the cup. Fourthly, we've got to drink the bitter cup. When I say drink that cup, I'm saying we have to embrace the Father's will in our life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 
We can't change it. We've got to embrace it. We've got to drink that cup. I think about Job. He said in chapter 2, verse 9 and 10, his children have all been taken. He's lost his kids. He's lost his sheep. He's lost his servants. He's lost his ox. He's lost all his wealth, his stature, his home. Everything is gone. His wife was there. She told him to curse God and die. In Job 2.9, he said, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive the good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive the evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. You know what Job did? Job drank the cup. He embraced the will of God in his life. The enjoyable and that which was hurtful. But you know what? We get to read the end of Job. And the latter end of Job was better than at the beginning. God, God gave him twice as much as what he had before. Everything was given back to Job exponentially. You know, God's plan, when we embrace his plan, we win. When we reject his plan, we lose. We all have failures. There are things that are in our past that we wish we could change. God's not surprised at the situation you are in right now. He's not, he's not surprised. And he has a plan not just for what was, he has a plan for what will be. Right where you're at, from this point forward, let's be willing to embrace that cup. What's in your cup? As a Christian, we've got to trust him. And in trusting him, we will recognize that his ways are above our ways. His thought or thoughts are above our thoughts. And the things that we can't figure out how to, to make something work, and it's not, it's not making sense to us, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. What's in your cup this morning? Some say, Pastor, my cup right now tastes good. Praise the Lord. And there are people that right now, that cup is not bitter, and that cup is not sorrowful. But there are some that are sitting here this morning where there's a lot of things that are in that cup that they don't want to drink. But let me tell you, God is with you. He's with you. And he knows exactly where you're at. And you and I, we've got to trust him.
The cup which my Father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Shall I not drink it? Embrace what God has brought into your life, trusting that he has a plan. And life of the Christian has got to be in that place where there is absolute trust. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning. Thank you for uh, just the, uh, the power of your word and, and, Lord, how you can work in our hearts. And I, and I look around at people that are right now, they're holding a cup of bitterness. There, there are things that are in their lives that they do not want and uh, they do not want to, to drink or to embrace. But I pray that you would help us, Lord, as we are uh, living this life of faith, as we're on this journey uh, that you have placed us on, this pilgrimage. I pray that you would help us just to follow you, follow your will. And Lord, I pray that you'd bless us as we do. Uh, Help us to trust you. May your grace uh, be sufficient. And so work now in the hearts of your people. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Who's here this morning? Say, Pastor, the Lord spoke to my heart. He... He put something on my heart right where I'm at. There's a cup that's in my hand, and I need to trust the Lord with it. Say, Pastor, that's me this morning. Lord, put his finger on some things in my life. Amen. Let's do business with God this morning. Maybe you're here as a a child of God, and maybe you've wandered away. He's drawing you back. He wants you to serve him. Maybe you're holding a cup, and You're tempted to bolt. You're tempted to run. Drink the cup. Embrace what he has for you. Father, you know the needs. I pray that you just continue to work in hearts. Lead us and guide us. Strengthen us, please. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. The instruments continue to play. If the Lord spoke to your heart, you come. The altar is open. What's in your cup? Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Savior. Let me encourage you to come. Enter down front and they'll help you. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saved and you haven't followed the Lord in believer's baptism. You come. We have everything ready. What's God doing in your heart and mind right now? Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.